0: This week on the Exclamation Mark podcast, we talk rockets and the leagues that hold them. The Metal Gear Solid V hype train has arrived, breaking the law in Lawbreakers. Uncharted 4 gets a release date. This week, we run the shadows, talk murder simulators, and na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. Batman! Also, Rocket League again, because Rocket League brand new inventory management and master game theater all that and so much more coming up in 30 seconds on EXM the only video game podcast cursed by the gaming gods you're now listening to the exclamation mark
1: Mark podcast the video game podcast that appears to be cursed by the gaming gods but you know what we're back it's an all-new episode and uh, we hope you will enjoy it it will fill your ears with all sorts of uh, good video game conversation if you got your news from uh, on in the world of video games you're in the right place Uh, And uh, I am Crofton Steers, one of your two uh, regular hosts here on the Exclamation Mark podcast. And with me is, and uh, recouped from a deathly illness, is my good friend and co-podcaster, Bo Schwartz. Bo, how are you?
0: Hey, Crofton. Hello, Exclamation Mark podcast listeners. Uh, That's right. Welcome to episode 18. Um, The same episode that we recorded last week. I was very sick, and we did an episode, and I think I, I I owe you guys, all you fans out there who wondered what happened last week to the episode, an explanation, and that is that um, for the entire recording of the show, I was basically gurgling snot all the time. It was and, disgusting. And, you know, when I was talking, I wasn't gurgling snot, so it felt like at first everything was okay. It was but he
1: was when, gurgling snot while talking to you. But
0: when I listened back, I was doing it while Crofton was talking, and it was way louder. And I know Crofton deserves better than that, and our, our listeners deserve I do. better than that. And uh, so we made the decision to say, look, I don't think we should release an hour-long recording of snot gurgling. And um, we decided to wait till I get got better. Although yeah. snot
1: gurgling episode may end up being like our Star Wars Christmas special where, you know, when we're tremendously famous, people will be like trying to track it down. They'll be like, did you know that there was an unaired version of the exclamation mark? <laughs> There's two versions of episode 18. Yeah. Oh, it, it has, you know, it is the original episode because you hear the, the bow snot sucking. <laughs> we're,
0: we're building our own myth- mythos like in the making somebody Um, has to you know there'll be a landfill with like millions of copies of episode 18 the the you know bad version buried in a landfill in some desert and the oil tar sands here in Canada and um you know yeah
1: I don't know why we would bury it but whatever (laughs) um the uh the, the last week um in the the missing episode uh we talked uh, we speculated a lot about like you know stuff like metal gear solid 5 which is coming out tomorrow we're recording on a monday it's coming out on a tuesday so i'm sure we'll talk about that this episode we'll talk about a lot of the stuff we talked about last episode and honestly the extra week of playtime. i've been playing batman arkham knight i'll talk a little bit about that later on too and uh you know, it's probably more fair to the game that I had a little more playtime under my belt before shooting from the hip because my opinions from our missing episode are already slightly changed. So uh, that'll be uh, that'll be interesting as well. But uh, I guess before we do any of what we're playing, we should look at the news in a segment that we like to call readme.txt.txt. .txt. God damn it, I had one job.
0: Readme.txt. so now we talked about this last week in our last episode that you don't need to say the title of what's coming up when you go to queue it up because it's going to be said in the title you can just say that's and right now, here's this
1: Here's this, because the voiceover will say it in the title. Yeah, okay. No, I, I, I'm I just getting used to that. Uh, next time, I'm sure I'll get it. I'll get it for sure. Uh have got to work okay. on the timing.
0: But, yeah, it's news. Let's do news.
1: News, news, news. So, news, news, news. Now, last week, there was the first uh, Rocket League tournament. Tournament, and we talked a lot about Rocket League on this show, uh, and it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty sweet. So, like, I, I think that um, it's hard to crack into the esports sort of. Uh, I guess what would what would you call it? Both the ones, you know, like the
0: zeitgeist ulti- of esports. Yeah, it's Looming. hard to
1: get in with the re- with you know the the League of Legends and the Counter Strikes, the old guard, if you will. It's it's hard to crack that that world. Every all, all games seem to be all multiplayer games now are coming out with the idea of delusions of grandeur of esports fandom, and uh, it's it's h- easier said than done. Yeah. But Rocket League seems a little better poised than others to kind of well, be a know, success. E-
0: you can't just say i made a game and it's going to be an esport people have you have to have a community that have people that want to play it and some games might be really great they just don't get the community because they're not what people want to play right now heroes of the storm is a new moba but league Like I, I watched the league of legends finals i was more excited to watch the league of Le- legends finals go counter logic gaming um then you know any of the competition right now for heroes and that may change in the future But I feel like the coverage and the story surrounding that sports feeling, I get a lot more as a viewer out of watching the league stuff that I'm also interested in. So, um, you know, Rocket League is that is that they've struck gold, like because when you're like a lot of these companies like, oh, let's get into esports. I know. Let's make the one millionth shooter. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about Lawbreakers today, and that's going to factor into our conversation. Um, let's make the 100th MOBA, but we have a new, unique spin that's going to beat out all the other people. Rocket League, let's have a soccer game with rocket cars in it, like, and people are like, yeah, this is awesome. Like, They're not like, oh, a stupid game. Like, It's pretty incredible. Well, feel, They've struck I, gold with this thing.
1: I, they have. Like, I'm a huge Rocket League fan. I love it big time. I just hit my level 20 pro status. Um, and uh, I feel I feel with rocket League it's it's the level of polish because really what they're offering is essentially what is i'm pretty sure I've played as a mini game in some other like car racing game like or or you know car battler or something they're like let's throw in a mini game where you play soccer or whatever i think even unreal tournament had something with the vehicles and something like this as well once upon a time but really the amount of polish and it's the quintessential um easy to pick up hard to master when i first played it i thought i think i even made a sort of off-the-cuff comment to you is like there's really no skill in this game and i'm not saying that it's as skill-based as some games because there's a ton of chaos uh, but they're good team play, and there's um, you can get good at it. Uh, it's and and it is it is easy to pick up, hard to master. So I was watching that that uh, that clip you sent about the finals, and it's very impressive, like last minute goals and uh, and ball all that juggling. Of stuff. So that
0: last match was the cl- countdown for this that that game was at zero in the timer doesn't stop until the ball hits the ground so I love there was touch. there was a lot of juggle to get that last goal and win the game for that team, it, it's that's like that's masterful. You can't I can't do that when I play the game. I'm like, oh, I
1: rush after I the ball. I've seen a couple of games like that where where it's like you know the counter it goes down five, four, three, two, one. It reaches zero or reaches one, and it won't go down to zero until the ball hits the ground, and and the you know it'll be shot up in the air, and everybody's kind of the the team that's trying to score is right around the, the net, and they're just like. Trying to keep it in the air But also put it on net It's it's pretty uh it's pretty exciting but anyway I've, I, I've, I've had a lot of fun Skill was
0: demonstrated to me today I played some 4v4 pickup match And uh, there was this one guy on my team Who was like carrying us Like he was just scoring goal after goal After goal Like it was like 8-0, 7-1 like, I'm like oh I'm going to replay I'm going to keep playing with this guy Because just win every game Like it was insane um, yeah, So that, there are people who are really good, good at this game
1: it's a game that I am i don't mind losing at. Like, I generally don't mind losing. The one thing that, that frustrates me, like, would frustrate you in any multiplayer game is when people are all, like, running around the ball like crazy. Your own teammates are bumping into you with the, their cars and... Sending careening you out of control and all that—that that sort of stuff pisses me off. Eventually, yeah. but generally, I don't—I don't, I don't mind—I uh, don't mind losing. I'll play sort of my game. I'll stay out of the melee and look for spots. Strike in. I'm getting better on defense, which is which is hard. Here's a little pro tip on Rocket League: when you first start playing, all you want to do is hit the stupid ball. Like you just want to hit it over and over again. It doesn't matter what direction you're going in. Mm-hmm. Here's a tip: if you're going to hit it towards your goal, don't do it. Just go around it, like don't feel like you have to hit the ball every time. It's easier said than no, done, especially like, when
0: you're in that panic mode. You're like, "Oh my god, it's crushing to our net." You've got your finger on the nitro, and you're just like, "I'm yeah. gonna save the ball," and you just rifle it right into your net.
1: Just go um, by it. Yeah, I know. Like that's it's, and it's, there's little things you start picking up on, and you're like, "Okay, you get a uh-oh. bit of self control." But anyway, it's. It's getting some esports coverage, so I'm glad that that's a that's a thing. And uh, I I've been enjoying playing Rocket League. It's one of those um, unforeseen games of this year. Yeah,
0: so not really a news item. Just more me and Crofton gushing about Rocket League. It's amazing. And I it's hope awesome. there's an esports thing. And I think I don't know. I think I might try and get a Rocket League tournament going, man. I think this it's going to be a thing. I think we're going to have a, ro- a little friendly Rocket League tournament. Um, I'm trying to think about how to make that happen. So if any listeners want to participate in a Rocket League tournament, stay tuned here. All right. Um, Speaking about tournaments. So this is kind of super old news, but we're covering a lot of stuff because this is the remastered edition of number 18. So you've probably heard of this, but shit gets real in the Pokemon tournament scene. (laughs) So, you know, uh, uh, some people who were uh, masters of the trading card game, like these players were highly ranked. Players um, apparently made some threats. I don't know the circumstances, uh, you know, surrounding it. Some threats to other players, and the tournament organizers tipped off police. And when po- police went to search these players, like Carr, they found, you know, an AK-47 and a whole bunch of guns and stuff. And um, well, you know, the days of listen when your daughter Crofton wants to go to some Pokemon gaming event, you're gonna have to think twice and tell her no. No, those are dangerous. You can't go to the Pokemon event because people bring guns now. Like, what is that? Well, That's terrible.
1: See, the thing, the thing is is that, um, you know, there's very really, – I wanted to talk about this again this week even though it's sort of as, as last week's news because it really cut into the mainstream press and video games are still facing that uphill battle where they're trying to convince people that they're not – you know murder training simulators or whatever it seems like whenever there's a mass shooting in the states somebody fig- finds out that like you know the the shooter was somehow playing doom or some shit like that so pokemon is the last game at all that you would think of like that but i've just that these stories it's always like you know video games plus real life violence and uh and one causing the other. There's crazy people everywhere, and there, there's you know like, no offense to Pokemon players, but it's a collection game. There, it, there's people who are obsessive about collecting cat. Got to catch them all, and they get, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, there's there. This attracts maybe some sort of obsessive compulsive people, uh, and uh, you never know. Like there's always crazies in any sort of um, event that you may be at, um, you could be at a, a 20,000 person sports game, whatever. Um, this just happened to be Pokemon tournament is horrible news. I'm glad that nothing happened. Um, that's the good news, but I, I wouldn't point the finger at video games.
0: Yeah. I, I think maybe why the story got some traction was just that, you know, it wasn't a call of duty tournament. So people like guns, like everybody like big, duh, like glad we caught them and all that, but it's that it's a Pokemon tournament. Yeah, you know Pokemon, Pokemon like trade, like trading card sports is becoming some serious stuff with some serious cash involved. And you know, it sounds ridiculous, but you know, poker's just played with cards, and that has a legacy of like all kinds of legendary crap surrounding it. So, as these like cutesy card games get big, you know, those unbalanced people may come out of the woodwork. So, and Pokemon it,
1: like it we, first appeared in the Game Boy, Game Boy Color, like nineties. You know, like in the early '90s, I I want to say... So if you if you look at people who were sort of kids then, might have grown up playing it, never gotten away from it. Like they're they're adults now. There's and uh, you know, adults sometimes they be adults crazy. Have
0: guns. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I don't think we need to dwell on this much. Except those guys are asshats. I'm glad they got caught. And uh, but you know, it's a thing now. We, even the cutesy tournaments are not to be underestimated when it comes to. Um, terrible people uh next up all right so this was a big news item last week now it's like eight days old but the metal gear solid it's... five reviews are in and the release is imminent and it's reviewing insanely well and yeah it's um, it's releasing tomorrow and so you know i don't want to rehash your conversation from last week you have to be maybe one day it'll be a patreon reward or something you'll get the lost episode as part of your collector you know collectitis about uh, you. I, accept, I want but, to be, I, Metal Gear Solid 5 is a big deal. I want to bitch about it a little bit. And but, Well, I don't want to uh, reha- the, rehab the same conversation because, I, and we're not going to, but what do you want to say it, in light of these reviews being amazing on the eve of its release? You know, how are you feeling about Metal Gear Solid 5? I want to say, buyer beware, I'm not sold yet,
1: and. I like, I have been burned many, many times by Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid has always got me to come back and play. And, and half of the time I've enjoyed myself and the other half I have been like, what the fuck am I doing? And I feel like I'm in an abusive relationship with this series where like they'll be like, oh, come on, Crofton, have some fun. We're going to be, you know, like sneaking around this Arctic base. You're going to have some fun. And the next thing you know, it's like, haha, we're super crazy. It's, you know, you're a guy that you didn't think you are, and now you're fighting the president of the U.S. on some broken Statue of Liberty or whatever. And then it's like, oh, Crofton, come on back. I know it seemed crazy before, but this time you're going to be in the Cold War going through the jungle. And then I go back, and, and, and then I enjoy it. And then the next game is just like craziness times 10 again, and I get fooled again. And each time they come out, it seems like the craziest ones get the best reviews. And then everywhere afterwards, People regret it. Like, Metal Gear 4 and Metal Gear 2, um, they're the ones that, like, when they came out, I remember them getting insane reviews. But now people think fondly, definitely the most fondly of Metal Gear Solid 1 and Metal Gear Solid 3. And I will say those are the best ones. I even played Peace Walker on PSP, which is not bad or whatever, but... Anyway, I, well, I like I, I know these reviews are good, man, but I've been burnt so many times by this series. Like, this I don't is, know if I can get back. What in. you said
0: last week, because that's the part. The biggest thing I didn't forget on this aspect was, um, they get great reviews when they get released, and they never make anyone's top ten. You know, when they're when they're going when when a lot of these sites are looking back at the top games of the year, what were the best releases? What they, have, you know, these games never come up, yet they review amazingly well. And,
1: um, Greg Miller actually talked about that on kind of funny on YouTube gaming this week I saw I, I saw him uh, talking to Danny O'Dwyer about it and essentially what what he was saying is like when he was at IGN he was responsible for doing a second opinion on Metal Gear Solid 4 and they had given Metal Gear Solid 4 a 10 out of 10 and so he he you know backed up the 10 out of 10 but then whenever they would do a list of top 10 you know ps3 games top 20 ps3 games he would argue, for Metal Gear Solid 4's omission. And and the way he justified that to himself was that it's just like, you cannot play Metal Gear Solid 4 without having played the other ones. You're just totally lost. So that he couldn't recommend it on a best-of list. But I think that's kind of bullshit. If the game is actually the best-of, then you've got to recommend it. He's not recommending it because he knows in his heart of hearts that it's shitty. Um, And Metal Gear Solid 5, what everybody is saying and this is good for a guy like you, Bo, who's not a, been playing every single game, is that you can get it, go into it with limited knowledge of the Metal Gear Solid franchise. Um, and uh, and that's like, I guess that's a good thing where 4 was the antithesis of that. You needed to be like...
0: Look, look, we, look, okay. Because I, I, I say, they might be saying that. I think that's BS. Because I watched the trailer and... Okay, I played Metal Gear Solid 1, loved that game, even though it was weird, it endeared me, it I found it endearing. Played Metal Gear Solid 2, found out I wasn't going to be snaked with some Raiden dummy, and then the ending had some weird crap, like I played it all the way to that, and I'm like, oh, this is maybe just too much, and the game wasn't that fun, so I'm like, done. I'm never playing Metal Gear Solid, I, I bowed out. Missed 3, missed 4, and I'm not a big console guy to begin with, but I could have probably had an opportunity to play at least one of those, and I, and I thought I, you know, you've said, oh, I've, you know, should play Metal Gear Solid. They're good, whatever. I saw the trailer for Five, that latest one with that awesome song, and everything looks amazing. And I am so hooked. I am so like, I need to have this consumerism disease that I need to buy it right now. And I can't, I can't relate. Well, here and here, well, because I took a long break from it, but it it, it looks amazing. All the gameplay stuff looks like, you know, what this might actually be a really fun. Experience and hopefully it's weird in that Metal Gear Solid way, but not too weird. And then I was like, Man, you get to play Snake and he's got a beard. And you were like, That's not Snake, that's Big Boss. And I'm like, Who the fuck is Big Boss? (laughs) Naked Snake. It's a long story. I know. So, so, so wait, one more thing. I went, there's a post on Reddit that is like freaking long, but it's like an abridged recap of the story of all the Metal Gear Solids. And I read it so that I would know what was going on. So now I get it and I'm now I'm it, like, it, okay, but, I'll play Big Boss's story. But the reviews
1: are are saying again that like it is very of all the Metal Gear solids, it's the one it's the least narrative heavy. Um they say Playground Zeroes, the prequel first, Uh, and then after you play Ground Zeroes, you play Metal Gear Solid 5, and it's gameplay-driven, which is unusual for Metal Gear Solid, which is normally cutscene-driven. And I don't have a huge problem with that if it's a story that I'm really into, but it it generally was not. It's the closest thing to, like I guess, anime, but not done in an anime style, like the themes of anime uh, in many ways. Although some of the Metal Gears, like Three and maybe this one are not as anime as like the more futury ones. Anyway, it's hard to it's hard to explain, but like I think it's an overhyped series. I think Kojima is overhyped, but everybody seems to say that this thing is really good. I'm gonna do the same thing I did last time. I know I'm gonna cave. I'm gonna play Metal Gear Solid Five, um, and uh, you will, I'm sure, at one point as well. And then we'll 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 talk about it here. I just. I just um I'm I'm very like what is that expression like once burnt twice shy or something I'm like once I'm like bit, once eight...
0: bitten twice shy,
1: okay well yeah. I'm like eight times bitten, you know super shy I don't know if that works but whatever,
0: okay so you're just been yeah. I
1: think I've yeah. been so many times you'd think I'd know better, but I'm probably gonna end up going back. So anyway. Once bitten the
0: other, second time you buy the game. Got it.
1: Yeah, so um the other big release happening tomorrow is is Mad Max, which is uh a, um, a video game made in the Arkham – looks like the Arkham mold. Like uh, there's a lot of games like this now. I find like Sleeping Dogs was one. Shadow of Mordor was another. Like yeah. they use that – it's a third-person action game, but they, they do other things, but they base themselves sort of on like that combat system and, and sort of gameplay. So I, I've been – I'm kind of interested. Like I'm not a huge Mad Max fan. But uh, I like you know I am interested in this game and I feel like it'll be way shorter than Metal Gear Solid Five so maybe I'll give that a shot first. Have you been following that one at all, Bo? Uh,
0: not really. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing the movie. I haven't watched it yet, so I'm oh, kind of yeah. I'm gonna watch the movie first before I play that game because if there's spoilers in it, I don't
1: want to. I think blue. No, I I think it's a separate thing and the Blu-ray is coming out. I think the same day. So I mean, it's it's. Uh, you might watch the movie and then immediately become much more interested in that game. So uh, yeah. the movie's essentially a giant action sequence.
0: We'll see. Yeah, adventure action adventure is not normally my jam. I still haven't played Shadows over Mordor. <gasps> I know, right? What's my wrong
1: with me? My All right, it's good. You should play it. Okay, um, but uh, uh, yeah,
0: but let's talk Lawbreakers. Let me, let me. I'll just do the. the, the... I've never heard of that. So, you've, have you heard of Project Blue Streak, which was announced at E3 2015? We kind of <laughs> talked about it, but we were like, whatever. We talk about a lot of things. He, he showed a piece of concept art, and we like, whatever. But, you know, Cliff Bleszanski kind of got a good reputation. Oh, Cliffy man. B. So, it's Cliffy B's company. And guess who else is part of this um, company? Uh, Boss Key Productions, Cliffy B's company. Shigeru Miyamoto. No, Tramiel, uh Isaac, also known as... PST Ray from Planet Side 2, the oh, art director. Uh, he's yeah. also a part of the, which is of special interest to me. I think you too, because we're big Planet Side fans.
1: Yeah, big um, Planet Side fans. Although, you know, like, was he involved in Planet Side 1? Because yes. that's the one I like. The
0: big thing with him was that he is a longstanding, like, franchise employee. Like, a lot of other people came on for Planet Side 2 or were part of um, other projects on Sony Online, now Daybreak. Um, But he was like the Planetside there from the birth. Like Hmm. he is Planetside. So I'm kind of like, you know, and he's the art director. He's not making the whole game. And granted, Planetside's art direction, I mean, is not. My favorite. I still think I, I like it, but <laughs> you're already shitting on him. No, but I mean, I'm like, I don't. It's not the first game that comes to mind. It's good though. The art direction's good. What's always been disappointing to me about PlanetSide was the lore aspect of it, among other things. But we're not here to talk about that. Yeah, we're what, here to talk we're about talking, Lawbreakers. what, is, what so, is this thing? We've talked about Overwatch before. It's basically Overwatch, but not Kitty. So it's a, it's a team based shooter game, and It's not just classes, there are characters. So there's Kitsune, who's like an assassin with a grappling hook. And there's this other guy, Breacher, who, I don't know, he has a jetpack or something. Like, they look, they're characters. So just think Overwatch. It looks exactly like that, except it looks more unreal than it does, like, Blizzard or cutesy crap. But what it showcased was this amazing thing. This one thing that made me believe in it, which was you can blind fire behind your back. Think. Let that uh, sink in for a second. If someone's chasing you from behind, you can take your gun and just fire it behind you without looking.
1: Oh, I see. Yeah, that is kind of funny. Nobody's done that,
0: eh? Isn't it? I saw that and I said, like, twenty years of first-person shooter gaming, no one has ever included this. You know, and it's crazy. And I was like, oh my god, they they're doing this this small amazing thing. And they have, um, the Kitsune has a grappling hook that looks very much like the bullet, um, oh shit, what's that game, uh, what's that other... bullet Bullet storm. Like, it's, she's got like the, the bullet storm. Yeah, but it's like a grappling hook, but it looks awesome. So, this game could very well be the future of shooter esports. I look at this game, and they showed very little, um... And I'm like, I'm like Overwatch. Like, am I really gonna play Overwatch? <laughs> like, Lawbreakers looks like it's way more adult. They're swearing. Like, take this, you fucking asshole! And they just, I'm like, oh. Cliffy B is the master of the bro
1: dude, bro, uh, yeah, dude, bro gaming. But you know I, what? You know, people love I like that. <laughs> I like Unreal, but he left Epic. I'm wondering how much money he has behind this Lawbreakers game. Like, anyway, it'll be interesting. I'll I, look. I'll look. He'll up get Cliffs. investors. I don't,
0: if, yeah. if the job right now is just to say, here's what I'm working on. By the way, I'm Cliffy B. I made Gears of War and all this other shit. <laughs> like, I'm sure he's going to get people wanting to invest in him yeah. because he is a... You know, he's a solid brand. I mean, you go to his Twitter account, and there he is with his model girlfriend in the picture. And you're like, how can I not give this guy investment money?
1: I, I wrote a column <laughs> on our uh, on our website, The Question Mark, about Tours to- a- to- and gaming a um, uh, while back. And uh, I was talking mostly about uh, Hideo Kojima and his spat with Konami. Yeah, but I mentioned no. Cliffy B because... Honestly, if there's anybody who looks like he enjoys the life of being a celebrity game designer, it's Cliffy B. Like every photo he's you see, he's the poster see, child like, of it. He's got a huge smile on his face, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Think about all sure. the other
0: it, mega game designers, like who's like um, the Skyrim, the Elder Scrolls guy, Ron Howard or Todd, Todd Howard. Todd Howard, you know, he looks cool and everything, but he looks like a total geek, like you know. And he is. Like, he's like, I'm a nerd. I like video games and Dungeons and Dragons. He's not... Cliffy B's like, let's go out drinking, man. He looks like Entourage character. Yeah, (laughs) he does look like an Entourage character. (laughs) So, Uh, whatever. Speaking
1: speaking of people who look like Entourage characters, uh, just today, um, they announced the release date, finally, for Uncharted 4, which had been delayed. uh, And by Entourage characters, I'm, of course, referring to Nathan Drake. Um, and uh, it's supposed to release on March 18th, 2016, next year. So, I'm, I, as you know, Bo, I'm a big Uncharted and Naughty Dog fan in general. So, I'm looking forward to that. Except the one thing I, I would say is that Uncharted games, you know, they're, they're, especially for a guy like you who, who, um, you know puts a lot of mileage on his games they're they're you know pretty quick to finish uh it's a story it's like a it's like a um uh, a more involved movie with action and all that big set pieces but then it's done and while there's a multiplayer component and I had my fun with Uncharted 2 multiplayer um it's, it's really like, uh, you know, it's not like these long Witcher 3, Fallout 4, uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 type games. It's more of a bite-sized game. So uh, I'm still looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, I, um, I'm i not going to be playing it on a PlayStation 4. But I'm sure it's really great. One of these days, they'll catch up on all the great PlayStation stuff I missed.
1: Or buy yeah, yeah. one
0: because Final Fantasy seven Remake will come out. But uh, it's conversation for another day.
1: Yeah, I, I guess it's funny. That's that's what would push you over to. Well, actually, you.
0: Final Fantasy fifteen that might be sooner. That looks Isn't, it? it is looks that like it's coming gonna be out on great. PC. No, I don't think so. I highly doubt it. Sweet, it I'll, I'll
1: even though I'm not interested, I'll buy it and play it and tell you how awesome it is, just because you can't play it because I'm I'm a great friend.
0: I don't know. Like it takes a lot to get my, me off my ass to buy a console you have to have a really good exclusive franchise that i need to play and uh, but see
1: the problem is what happens is is you have actually survived past the point of like you've not had a console for so long that franchises like uncharted which is now at its fourth installment you've missed all three previous ones and they they're just released if they haven't released it already it's releasing this summer the the Nathan Drake collection for yeah. for um uh, PS4, and that allow you to play sort of remastered versions of the first three games. And uh, and I think that that's a good idea because honestly, like I'm excited from for Uncharted four based on having played the first three, you know. And and as much as you talk about action adventures and you not playing them, I know that you like Dead Space. I know you like a lot of these games that have been inspired by Uncharted. And so I I think that I have no doubt that you would like it, but because you haven't tried it yet, obviously you're you're not jonesing for the next installment. You still have three to play.
0: I will say that like. Like I don't I don't go out of my way for action adventures. It's kinda of funny. Like like it's funny that I got into the Dead Space thing, but it's a little I like I don't know, it's weird. It's something something about the game's gotta get me into it. Like Last of Us, you were gonna lend me your PlayStation and I'd still everything. lend you my Playstation. Yeah, and I'm still like I don't think I'd actually play.
1: <laughs> like, just I don't know. Who you, would, you would, you would do, man. You would do. <laughs> it looks like a great that game. game. You played in one night. Uh, I know yeah, you. Maybe,
0: maybe. Be in the right mood. But, anyways, um, speaking of being in the right mood, I think uh, we can change the mood of our discussion. You're always talking about making kids' minds like vegetables. Talk about them out on the street smoking pot. This Are is games per minutes. minutes. How do you feel oh, about eat. cutting his head off? <laughs> Sorry, I kind of hijacked that whole thing we have going, because you usually introduce what's coming up. And actually, you might not be finished talking about Uncharted 4. I just kind of went for it. Sorry, man. No, no,
1: I'm I'm cool. You know, when it comes out, we'll talk about it more. Yeah. yeah, I got. I want to talk about stuff we're uh, stuff we're playing. I have like lots of giant <laughs> rants I want to go on, so I don't know if we want to space out my rants or if we want to just go full on with your stuff and then back to um, me. I don't know how you want right, to do this. I'll
0: get my stuff out of the way pretty quick, actually, and then you can rant away. Well, no, no, we, we can. I don't have a lot to rant, rant about. back and so forth. This was big news last week because it wasn't. We didn't talk about this before, but I actually got around to playing Shadowrun Returns. Um, Now there's two other games. So I'm just talking to the original base game. I played it. I finished it It was a lot of fun. It was great for a Kickstarter indie game If you like if you like XCOM, but also like turn-based RPG games, it's not really like XCOM. It's it's good Um, Production values are not super high. So you'd be reading a lot of text, but I love the sci-fi fantasy setting It's one of the best and most unique out there Um, so I played that this weekend I played a ton of Diablo 3 because season 4 started and I wanted to get Malthiel's Phantom which is a mount for Heroes of the Storm so you know I had to play to level 70 and the plan God was God Blizzard have you by the balls the, the plan was to play for you know 5 or 6 hours with um, a few friends to quickly level up and um, you know I got to play with uh, John Jagger from Azeroth Roundtable and Scott Johnson and uh, Eric Van Skyhawk and we all you know leveled up super quickly but then we kept playing (laughs) and we played way too late into the night on like Saturday night um so that game has its hooks in me and I've actually got to walk away from it but it Diablo 3 is still pretty fun if if there ever was a murder simulator this game is just a murder like there isn't much to do at max level other than murder giant rooms full of living evil things but and I also played Heroes of the Storm, but I talk about that like every week, so nothing, nothing new to report. There's a new map. I actually haven't played it yet because I spent a lot of my week. The game playing a- Diablo three, playing Diablo three, playing Hearthstone. The Grand Tournament release, so I built a few awesome decks in Hearthstone. Um, they're terrible, but they make me laugh so much. That's why I enjoy playing them. I like trolling other players. I don't like winning, <laughs> so I play those decks. And yeah.
1: I I tried some of the Hearthstone Tavern Brawls on my phone the other day. It was my first time dipping into that. And uh, it was kind of fun. Like, I had a lot of tech problems, kept crashing, disconnecting, whatever, and stuff like that. Uh, But uh, once I got it working and updated it about three times, um, it took me about ten games to win one because I just wanted that free pack uh and uh i i you know i enjoyed it it was nice i i've told you before i don't like making packs uh making decks i just like playing the game and it it really enables that and for me i i, I find that fun that i can just you know start and i don't feel like i'm at a disadvantage necessarily so when i lose nine times in a row it's really just due to me being crappy
0: yeah um, and you didn't waste five hours trying to build the perfect alchemical deck and granted, yeah. after the the, the grand tournament released, you figure, oh man, I go into ranked, and there'd all be all these new decks people are trying. Nope, freaking face hunter, mech mage, all the old tropes are still in the ladder, and I'm like, there's new cards, you bunch of dummies, stop trying to ladder and just play with the new cards. I was like, I I just I get irritated about it. It makes sense; people want to climb the ladder and they want to take the best decks, but it's boring, man. Yeah, I uh, I'm to like I've been playing
1: so I've been playing a ton of rocket League uh, I'm cursed with computers so like my computer is pooching out right now so I can't play as much as I want to we talked about rocket League earlier but honestly it's just like super super fun easy to pick up and even a guy like me who doesn't really like those multiplayer games it works in the same way as hearthstone in that you don't really engage too too much with people like you can troll people sort of but it's kind of hard for the most part point people are playing together and and being nice and like often you'll you'll hit the ball into your own net and you'll feel like a doofus but really people won't won't bug you that much. That's like, like a rite of passage a, in
0: the game. Like It happens yeah, to a lot I, of people. Yeah,
1: everybody does it. And honestly, you're playing PlayStation people at the same time. They don't have keyboards, so they can't really write messages like you fucking emotes. loser.
0: They just spam emotes all the time.
1: Yeah, they'll be like, nice save, nice save, nice save when you let it in and you're like, thanks a lot. I get what you're saying. Very <laughs> clever. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's still it's still uh, really fun and really easy to pick up. Yeah. Uh, but the game I've been spending the most time this week is uh batman arkham knight which i finally um and and if you've been following the show it's sort of my, my most anticipated game of the year and uh i'd been putting off playing it because i wanted to play as much of the witcher 3 as possible but finally i just caved i was like i i really want to play batman i got it i i play, playing it on ps4 and uh it's uh, it's I have a lot of thoughts, uh, and I don't, I don't want to like, I don't want to be verbal, like have verbal diarrhea with regards to them, but I'd like to go through a few things okay. with regard to, uh, to Batman Arkham Knight, just because, and I know I'm going to be talking more about it on previous, uh, on future shows, but, um, but m- mostly it's like, my expectations were way too high, and and I, it, it's hard to. It's hard to like control expectations, but Arkham Knight uh, was the is the, the direct sequel storyline and developer wise to Arkham City, which was probably my favorite game in the series, and expanded on what they did in Arkham Asylum. And the production values are through the roof and everything is awesome. And everything that was done in previous games is done well in Arkham Knight, but unfortunately, almost everything new added sucks. Um, and, uh, so this, this leaves you with a weird game because you have a game that's awesome in, in in maybe two thirds of it, but then you have a third of new content that kind of blows. And, um, that content for me, was directly related to the, the Batmobile, which is the big new addition to that game. But man, almost everything related to the Batmobile, like, drove me nuts and it it's narratively like there's narrative dissonance with the character of Batman. Uh, they go to huge lengths to rationalize the fact that he's not killing people because you're driving essentially a tank that's running over people on the street. So like, how do you explain that they're not dead? Right. Uh, it's, it's anyway, it's, it's crazy. Uh, uh, so, so, uh, you know, I, I feel a little bit let down, but I'm still really enjoying it. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, so Bo, uh, I I know that you recently played Arkham City, and you have Arkham Origins. Um, this game is Arkham Knight has made me think more fondly about Arkham Origins because Arkham Origins, which I already really enjoyed, Arkham Origins is is essentially a lot like Arkham Knight except without the Batmobile, and. Uh, and if you remove the Patmobile out of Arkham Knight I would I, I think it would be a much, much better game. Uh I you know, it's too bad that it's in there, but what are you gonna do?
0: Yeah, I'm so you think Arkham Origins is better in hindsight after playing Arkham Knights?
1: Well, I recommended Arkham Origins is on the show at one point and I feel that like people shit on it. There's one thing I, I hate about Arkham Origins, which is that the fighting is like a smidgen off the way it is in Arkham Asylum and Arkham okay. City. But if you just play it a little bit like you get used to that and it's really not that big a deal. Um but but the game uh, the the it, it's similar size worlds like it's more fully full Gotham. Both are situations where there's been an evacuation or a quarantine or everybody's being told to stay in their house to sort of rationalize why there's all these punks on the street or whatever. There's a bunch of super villains. The storyline is like sort of, I don't know. Like The graphics are clearly nicer in Arkham Knight because it's a newer game. It's made for the new gen consoles. And honestly, it, it's really impressive graphically. It's hyper realistic hyper detailed i should say so what what that means is and i don't get this often in games i get eye strain playing arkham knight so like after a while because you're driving the batmobile really fast around too but i'll play for a bit and i'm like oh god my eyes hurt it's because it's raining non-stop it's super detailed graphics like really like details everywhere and yeah my eyes get sore after a while Are you so that's
0: it. A... you're playing on a tv screen
1: yeah, I'm playing on a fifty-some inch TV screen. I'm sitting
0: back. Sitting, oh, yeah, okay. I know. I know what it looks like. You're sitting a good distance away, so it's not like you, yeah. you're sitting really close to a monitor and you're like, ah, the resolution's so amazing. Um, it's, the it's, deti- to, it's, hard, yeah, it's It's just hard. It's yeah. It's the details. Detail. Like mm-hmm. it it's
1: it hurts your eyes. Oh, well, just it, it, honestly, okay, but, it's it's the world we live in now. Like as graphics get more and more impressive, more and more uh, and more and more detailed. Like your eyes are like are just going to get more
0: tired. It, it You start, when you, you start playing, movies, you look at it, you just
1: think it looks awesome.
0: But you watch movies which, you know, are filmed of the, like, it's photos of the real world and it doesn't strain you in the same way. Would you actually say, like, there's a hyper-realism to how realistic, like, games look when, like, everything is animated and detailed to the nth degree, whereas, like, in real life it'd be a little more mundane than what it looks like? Maybe. I... I
1: I, I know that really what what um, the fact that like there's there's so many particles like the rain the fact that you're going so fast almost all the time like your your Batmobile is shooting through it hits corner of the building there's bricks that explode there's guys jumping everywhere there's posters on the wall there's everything i think it has to do a little bit with the way your eyes focus on things too um but yeah like it it could be there i guarantee there's an explanation for it uh but and maybe not everyone will be like me but i just found it was i find after a while of playing it's hard it's hard on the eyes um the riddler challenges which are a common uh, recurring theme in each of the games really are at their worst in this game because they almost a all involve the Batmobile and, and b. um, are just really like really stupid, like in terms of plotting why he would build an entire racetrack for the Batmobile with all these sort of things, and then you, like it just seems ridiculous, really. Uh, and uh, there was already a, a big suspension of disbelief thing in Arkham City and all these games where he, where he's hiding all these trophies everywhere. It seems ridiculous a little bit, but now it's reached the point of absurdity. And because the game is more grounded in many ways, I find that like it's more absurd the Rit- and uh, it's the most frustrating point of driving the batmobile and because i'm bouncing back and forth with rocket league that has such nice controls on the cars to control the batmobile which is like more of a heavier sort of tank thing and do these like they some of the riddler challenges are no joke platforming with the batmobile yeah. like it is extremely frustrating. Like I was swearing on my TV. I don't throw my controller much, but Jesse was like, my wife was saying, saying like, what is wrong? What is wrong? Why are you swearing so much? I'm like, this fucking riddler challenge and the whole time you have to listen to riddler he's like what's the matter dark knight are you having problems and then you flip the car upside down he's like oh that's not gonna get you to the end dark knight ha 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 and you're like fuck off riddler i just i know how riddler got under your
0: skin oh oh my god God. (laughs) he
1: did and so now i'm thinking of abandoning the Riddler component together all together because i'm not i'm not enjoying it in in any way but narratively like there's a good reason in this game to do the riddler challenges uh you're saving somebody like and it's anyway
0: um that for me i find been it, the I, tough thing with the riddler stuff because i like when there's a riddle component to finding the things so when it's actually solving a riddle like you know words like and it corresponds to some weird location where, if you get the answer, you might stumble on it. But mostly, you got to figure out what the answer is from the riddle. But like, I've played Arkham City, and I have it already showing signs of going way beyond that, where it's just like, here, touch this laser pad, and then shoot that laser pad. I'm like that's not a riddle. But like, see, yes, it's, it's a puzzle, I, I, but it's not I a riddle. I love the
1: puzzles. I love the puzzles in our, both Arkham Asylum and Arkham Night. I, I uh, Arkham Asylum—they all, all had all
0: hints. Them. They all had like little hint. Like you could hear him. He'll he'd say something with them i think like there'd be
1: yeah the puzzles are 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 in the previous games were like i i felt fairly intuitive and they were based on sort of the gear that batman collected throughout the game but now you have all the gear on the batmobile as well because the batmobile can be upgraded i know that sounds cool but in 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 practice it's just too much stuff it's just too much stuff because they've added a bunch of new toys for batman bunches upgrades for the batmobile um, and the Arkham Knight games were generally de- uh, the Arkham games were developed un- with three sort of gameplay models which was you had the predator sort of sneaking sneak rooms where you would you would scare people as Batman those were awesome you had traversal and exploration yeah. uh, that was awesome and then you had the combat which we all know was super awesome So now they've added like a fourth pillar, which is the Batmobile, except that that pillar isn't even with the other three because this is the only game it's in. They've decided to make it bigger Um, and it's the shittiest of the four and you spend the most time doing it so and it affects the Riddler challenges it affects everything a lot of the side quests are Batmobile related so in the end um, I, I find myself like I'll be having so much fun playing that game I'll be like oh I Batman's awesome and then it's like you gotta go in the Batmobile and you gotta track this down and track this down and, and, and you know nail these cars off the road and all that it sounds fun but really for Batman it's just not fun so I'm hoping Hoping that that uh, the good, uh, ov- you know, pass, uh, surpasses the bad over time, and that I just uh, I just fall more in love with this game. But right now, I I, I keep thinking about how much better Arkham City is. Um, so uh, hopefully, uh, it I there's a lot of reviews I've read that said Arkham Knight is the best one. So. Uh, I'm hoping when I finish the game, that's what I, I, I leave with, but right now I don't feel it.
0: It's funny how a game like Arkham Knight can be kind of like, don't put new things in a formula that already works really well for me. You know, like the things I like are already in the game. Just I just want more, you know, and um, that a lot of these new things can kind of be like, you know, just it's, it sucks that you have to say something like that because for all intents and purposes, it looks like a better game. <laughs> I've, I've seen some gameplay. I'm like... And I've played the past ones, and I'm like, this looks like it's more fun. But eh.
1: it's it's funny because yeah, it's the whole building a sequel thing. Sometimes bigger is not always better, and that that's what this uh, this was like. This was just uh, they reached the um, sort of like the point of diminished returns, and I understand why they felt they needed to add something new. Batman: Arkham Origins, incidentally, adds. Um, added like this sort of crime scene investigation where you sort of put together crimes and uh, and you would like rewind and fast forward and all that. And I always thought it was pretty fun. I, I thought it could be even more complicated. Turns out that they kept that in this. And that's one thing that I was surprised is that they don't treat Arkham Origins like a bastard stepchild, which is sort of what I thought they would. Like, It's the one game not made by Rocksteady, so maybe they would just ignore it and pretend it never happened. But in fact, they they work it into the storyline. There's all sorts of – like a lot of the crooks that you hear talking on the streets will mention the games of – the events of Arkham Origins um that it, it's very much in the sort of lore of the world and and they borrowed that sort of crime scene investigation from arkham origins so you do that at a couple it, of points it, and i i do like that as well so that's it like it
0: sounds like a Treyarch infinity board kind of deal where like they want to meet release schedules so they have to have two different teams working on different projects well
1: so. i think that was the idea people sort of really gave arkham origins a, a bad time Based on the, they they didn't it didn't have Paul Dini as a writer, and he's not in Arkham Knight either, and his absence is felt. Um, They didn't have uh, Mark Hamill or um, Kevin Conroy, Batman and the Joker. Uh, They had other people doing them, so you know people just sort of shat on Arkham origins i think prematurely and also like i like you noticed when you started it up very briefly the fighting is just slightly off and it, especially if you go directly from one to another it's very very noticeable and uh i think that put you know that may have put people off as well but i having played the whole of arkham origins the story it may be the best in any of the arkham games um and uh yeah it was uh i, I remember having a really good time with it but uh um, Arkham Knight so far maybe my expectations were too high
0: Alright well you've been playing, you clearly have been playing a lot of Arkham Knights so
1: I have been playing some Arkham now Knights I finally
0: need to get back to The Witcher 3 before you I, I feel like you're going to impulse buy Metal Gear Solid 5 and we'll be playing it by next week
1: <laughs> yeah, Not by next week but it, I'm going to call Jesse uh, and Stranger. say
0: Would you like to make your husband's day? You should buy Stranger things have happened Alright so um I need to know. We're about 50 minutes into the show right now. Do we have time for a dialogue tree?
1: No, I don't think so. Not this week, unfortunately, due to my uh, constant tech problems I've had tonight. You know
0: what? We're still evolving as a show. We're still sort of getting a feel for things. And I think a lot of what the dialogue tree is is us having a conversation. But we had like eight conversations about really deep things to do with each of the games that were on our list. So, in a way, every little item was a mini dialogue tree, so... There's that,
1: yeah. But, that's fair enough.
0: Yeah, I like. I mean, I'm enjoying what we're doing with with today's episode, so I don't feel the need to have a dialogue tree. But I'd like to break down the fourth wall a little bit for our listeners, because you know, sometimes there is a dialogue tree and sometimes there isn't, and it's like, why? Yeah. Why not? I'd like to share. I that. know
1: we we had it pegged in for this week, and we can we can resuscitate it in the future. But I I definitely and and I touched on it with Arkham Knight is the idea of sequels and and when. What do you want out of a sequel, and when is too much? Uh, when is uh, adding too much, and when when is it better to just like stay the course and all that sort of stuff? So, I mean, I'd like to have that conversation me in too. the future. We did me it too. a bit with Arkham Arkham Knight, but I know I'm going to have more to say about Arkham Knight as I get further in the game, because uh, I'm still like I'm probably like a third of the way through. Yeah,
0: that sounds about right to me. Hello there, Bo here. Uh, Just a quick little ad break to let you guys know about another great podcast that uh, is a part of our podcast family called Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Three guys, Bo, Michael, and Crofton, select a topic at random using the random topic generator and debate whether it's good, bad, or bullshit. If you like this, I know you'll like Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher or visit our site goodbadbull.com for more information. And now, without further ado, I'm going to return you to our regular programming of the Exclamation Mark podcast. So, since we're not going to do a dialogue tree, we're going to skip right on to a segment. Crofton, would you like to tee it up for us?
1: Uh, yeah, so the... I, of course, would love to tee up this segment. He doesn't know what it I is. I do know what it's called. <laughs> it's The segment is called Inventory Management, where we answer the question... Spend your cash or vendor trash. Inventory management is a challenging and inexact science.
0: It is a challenging and inexact science, as any serious inventory manager will tell you. Um, So this week... We've got some mm, interesting things to share with you. I think I'm going to share mine first because I don't know why. Because that's why. My recommendation this week is Aquaria. Haven't heard of this game? It's kind of an old one. Um, It's from, I would say, 2005. Now it's available on Steam. It might be available on some of the PlayStation, Xbox networks. So if you were interested in playing on those platforms, I checked these stores. Um, but it's an indie game made by two guys back in, sorry, 2008. It's a Metroidvania, but you play as a cute a Ooh. cute little mermaid in an underwater setting. And the idea is you go around learning songs and you play the songs. Um, Lame. Kind of Ocarina style, but in its own sort of way. It's, it's easy to do. So in the middle of the action, you might be like, I need to become a fire mermaid. So you play... Oh. And then you become a fire mermaid and then you can shoot fireballs at like the squiddies and stuff. And the art and music in this game is very video gamey, but it's very amazing and it's very immersive. Um, it's beautiful. I highly recommend it. You know, we recommend sometimes a lot of big name games like, hey, play Rocket League because like everyone's playing it. Wow, we're so special. We we recommended a game that like you could have just figured out not to buy on your own. So here's a special little gem if you want a Metroidvania that's fun inexpensive cute great great soundtrack aquaria is your woman um i'm i can't remember if aquaria is the name of somebody in the game or not and even and some people are going to hate this especially if you're you know you don't like anita sarkeesian but on the steam page she's like the main curator recommending this game so for all you you know and Sarkesian sarkeesian game support or you know if you're fans of hers and want to check out games that she's into. Uh, apparently, she's into this one too. So, um, check it out. Spend your uh, cash on the Aquaria, Crofton. It's your turn.
1: It's funny, Aquaria, because uh, I, you know, I recently played Ori in the Blind Forest, and uh, it was kind of one of those ones where you'd look at the shots; it looked very beautiful, and I'd be like, "Ah, oh, you're playing it's this some sort of and two weird guys made it.
0: Two guys,
1: Lilo and Stitch type thing." And then, uh, and then I started playing it, and I was like, "Well, this is all right." And then I got its hooks in me, and I'm like, "Man, this game is awesome!" And so, like, I could totally see going to a game like Aquaria after a game like uh, Ori in the Blind Forest. I love me some Metro Metroidvania, Metroidvania, so that's a good rec. Because honestly, I'd never heard of that game before. Thank you. That's um, a
0: compliment, man. It is a compliment. I feel, it makes buddy. me feel good. I feel like I've done something good today.
1: Now, one thing is i I pretty much like this show's fairly new we've this is episode eighteen or whatever I'm pretty sure I've done recommendations in inventory management every episode, and they've all been amazing because my taste is so damn good but um. In this case, I am going to do a vendor trash. Uh, spend your cash or vendor trash. Uh, this is this is I am I am my recommendation is to steer you away from something, and um, I'm doing that. Uh, I'm going to re go back to our discussion of Metal Gear Solid, um, and uh, I'm going I'm going to say if if you have not played Metal Gear uh, Metal Gear Solid and you're interested, all the hype. Metal Gear Solid 5. You might be thinking, "Hmm, maybe I should play Metal Gear Solid at least the 4th one, the one right before it, or or maybe I should play uh, you know, all of the Metal Gear Solids." I'm going to save you some time. Don't. Okay? <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 2 and Metal Gear Solid 4 are the most overrated pieces of crap that games that i can i can think of now I, I don't want to say that they're they're total they're total crap in my mind they're they're
0: um, a lot of people worked hard produ- to put them together with love
1: yeah sure uh <laughs> they're the products of an auteur gone gone sort of crazy so like the Ayadeo kojima metal gear solid one considered by many to be the best game on playstation one like a defining game so then it's like when an author is very successful, the editors leave the room, and you can write as much as you want. Well, Metal Gear Solid Two was—I—I I feel like sort of that jump the shark moment. Uh, I've replayed it a second time to be sure. I was, you know, I, I was like, maybe I—I I was getting ready for Metal Gear Solid Four, um, and I replayed the second one, and uh, I was like, oh no, this sucks. Um, and uh, then, then I—the I, the third one is definitely a good game. I totally recommend the third game. Uh, But the fourth game is the sequel to two because three is a prequel. I know, it's confusing. Anyway, the fourth game sucks just as bad. (laughs) It's got good graphics. It's got some innovative, you know, systems, I guess. But generally, it's a a lot of cutscenes, not much gameplay. And the storyline, it culminates in like a, a bunch of nonsensical craziness. And I know that there's some die hard Metal Gear Solid fans that have like a codex of the world of Metal Gear Solid but if you are looking to get into Metal Gear Solid 5 which by all accounts all the reviews say it's a great open world game um it you just need to play Metal Gear Solid 3 and maybe Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker those are the two games that are chronologically ahead of Metal Gear Solid 5 and so ignore ahead Metal Gear behind? Solid Like, whatever, that they're chronologically earlier.
0: Yeah, preceding. When you use the word ahead, it sounds like after. Sorry. But I I get it now. It's their. They're the or they're the or the the origin for five. Like if you yes, the and they story. all
1: you play as the same character in all three of those games. In three, in Peace but, Walker, and in five, you play as but, the same character. But in Metal Gear Solid, uh, one, two, and four, you play as another character. And uh, those games, except for one, suck. So don't play them. But but wait,
0: um, what if in Metal Gear Solid Five there are like callbacks to the earlier games that take place in the future timeline? Like, like like oh that winks, that thing you mean? Like, yeah, nudge, like nudge nudge that wink, thing wink. becomes the giant thing that happens you know in the last game and they put it in here it's cool like you're gonna miss that maybe those little nods yeah you to... will
1: and you won't be any worse off from having missed it
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like your I like how like um, assured you are of your feet. <laughs> you've played them though so I guess you know but you're just like no they're crap. I've only played four anything.
1: once I played two twice. Uh, and and God, I was ridiculous to I, have. I done have a that. question um, for you
0: because you're talking. you have you're you're basically saying which Metal Gear Solids to buy and which not to buy. And oh, I saw, yeah, I which saw, to avoid. And, and I know it's nothing like the solid games or anything, but I was curious about Metal Gear Revengeance because that's platinum games that made it, the Bayonetta and Vanquish people. And you love Vanquish. You like platinum games. Crofton has a has um, a tent in his pants for platinum games. And and um, so I'm surprised you haven't. Do you know anything about Metal Gear Revenge? Because I think you haven't played it. If I don't have that wrong,
1: I I have like it. I haven't. I know sort of who you play as and what the gameplay mechanics. It's, it's are. Right it's Raiden from
0: like the worst Metal Gears.
1: Well, in you see, they make him kind of cool in the fourth one because he becomes like this cyborg dude. But the reality is, it's just like it's completely nonsensical. Okay. So, I mean, if I were If I were you, Platinum games are not known for their storylines. Just like, I'm sure, Revengeance is not known for its storyline either. It's known for some sweet gameplay. I've always felt that the gameplay in Metal Gear Solid games are are kind of... um, are kind of overrated for the most part. I found they were really behind the times in getting the camera placed properly cuz of Metal Gear Solid 1 2 mm. and 3 it's above your head and so you don't see what's in front of you until they started added they added a new camera mode in an enhanced version of 3 and it's in 4 as well. Now 5 is supposedly Everything is good about it, but I've heard that before. Like all the reviews for four were amazing too. So my verdict is still out. I'm tempted to play it, but I want people to know they don't need to play them. I'm saving them the trouble. I would play three. It's really it's a good game, uh, and uh, you don't really need to play Peace Walker. But if you want to be, you know, completely complete in 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 Metal Gear, you can do that uh, before playing five. But uh, yeah, don't play two and four. That rant over. All right, and that was. Scene.
0: I'm. You know, I I I lost ten minutes of my life to that rant.
1: You kept you kept prodding me.
0: <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm not. You know, <laughs> i just being a jerk for no reason. I actually enjoyed listening to it. It just felt like the right opportunity to, you know, to say something oh. mean. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I hear
1: that. Anyway, we should yeah we should close up the show here. We've been going a while. I I don't even know how long because my tech problems have been plaguing me this episode unfortunately um we hope though that you got something out of it and that you'll come on back uh to exmpodcast.com that's our home on the web it's where all our episodes are my blog the question mark is there although it's starting to gather dust i really need to get something up there soon at exmpodcast is us on twitter and you can find out when we go live on twitch uh through twitter um, and you can see when we ha- our new episodes are up, so please follow us. Facebook.com slash EXMPodcast. We would love your likes. Uh, we don't have that many likes on Facebook. I don't. We would Facebook like your love.
0: It's got to be we, tagline. We,
1: some- we would like your love. EXMPodcast at gmail.com is where you can send us uh, comments, suggestions, feedback, anything that we can process before responding on our next show instead of our normal verbal diarrhea. Also, twitch.tv slash podcast, we generally record live streams on Monday night around 8, 8.30 Eastern Time. We hope that you join us. We never um, start on it, time, it, it,
0: so if you get here at 8, just wait around.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll tweet it out. We'll tweet it out. We're, we're, we're worth the wait. Um, And if you like this show, we have a sister show. It's a good, bad, or bullshit podcast, goodbadbull.com. It's not video game focused, but we talk about a different topic every week. We're joined by a third uh, host in Michael Hodgins, and uh, it's uh, pretty fun. We talk about all sorts of different (laughs) stuff. It's
0: pretty fun. Uh, In the upcoming episode, we're going to talk about euthanasia. (laughs) It's super fun. Thanks, (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, Bo. <Beau. laughs> I'm gonna now, have to teach
1: you sales sometimes. We usually
0: surprise people with this news, but since you're YXM live stream listeners, uh, you're gonna get the news ahead of time before the rest of the world. So, how's that for some exclusive news dropping?
1: Yeah. Listen to us talk about euthanasia, which, unlike what Bo thought, is not children in Asia. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I- you can follow Bo also or. You know, myself. Let's start with Bo. Bo, if people want to follow you individually, they say, We don't want to hear Crofton. We want to hear Bo thoughts, Blizzard thoughts, if you will. How would they get those?
0: You can follow me on Twitter at Bo Schwartz. There you can find out about what I'm up to, which is mainly this show, the Good Badder Bullshit podcast. Um, if you're in the Ottawa area and happening to be listening to this, I am teaching a class on how to make podcasts at the Westboro Brainery. Um, so there's details on my Twitter feed, but I'll, I'll be retweeting that pretty soon. So follow me on Twitter and maybe you can participate in that. It'd be a lot of fun. Um, also, uh, go to, um, go to, I mean, where would be the best way to find this? Uh, if you go to YouTube and look up the user amovetv, there you're going to find something called the Grand Pants Finals for Heroes of the Pants, Heroes of the Storm Tournament. I got to do some casting with Scott Johnson and the Into the Nexus people over at amovetv on here on twitch and um so there's a there's a vod up there too that i think it'd be really fun to watch if you're into heroes of the storm uh there's some great commentary on it i would say that the commenting done on that show was better <laughs> than anything the official blizzard stuff has done um respect all the people doing the blizzard streaming they're nice people and they're great but uh i think you know garrett and kyle are kind of better and i wish they were doing uh, the real casting but that's just me. Anyways, you've got a real mouthful for an answer there, Ray Crofton.
1: Uh, and you can follow me at <laughs> Crofton Steers on Twitch, on uh, Twitter. I'm, I'm drunk. <laughs> um, so now that that is done, we can move into the final segment. Some would say the greatest segment of this show. That's the Master Game Theater Quote of the Week. Play music. Play <laughs> music. It's now
0: right. time for Master Game Theater. That that song makes me feel so good.
1: Uh, it gives you the little tinglys. Okay, so this uh, Master Game Theater quote. So last, uh, I think it was last week. I forget. We talked about Gears of War, um, and uh, we wanted to pull out a quote from Gears of War. Did we do this? Did we do this quote already, Bo? Uh-huh. Um,
0: it was we did it last week, but that that episode's gone forever. So this is the remastered Redux, definitive master edition, game theater edition of the ma- yeah of what we're doing here. So.
1: All right, so this is a this is a situation with between uh, Marcus Phoenix, that's Bo, uh, and and Damon Baird, that's me, uh, and and uh, we're just gonna have a little conversation here. We looked for a definitive sort of. Gears of War quote. Turns out that most of them are very few syllables. So uh, hopefully this one suffices.
0: Put your whole Beard into it, okay? All right, will do. I'll put my old Phoenix into it. Okay, go. Beard, what's the status on that APC? (laughs) The status is that it sucks.